Chargers are on the road. They're coming into the Coliseum to take on the Rams Woo-hoo! this Sunday. Joining us right now to talk mm-hmm. about the Chargers and the Rams, Steve Hartman Yay! from KTLA. Steve, what's going on this morning? Hey, Big Steve. Haven't talked to you in a minute, man. What's up, Steve? You know, uh, good to talk to you guys. You know, the last time I saw Keyshaw was on the sidelines of a Taft High School football game. I was covering from KTLA. I go, what the hell are you doing here? He goes, I'm here to watch my nephew. Whatever happened to that guy, Keyshawn? Well, he's, as, as I would say, happened to that hey, guy? Steve, as I would say, he's pretty damn good. <laughs> pretty Lane Kiffin, Lane, Lane Kiffin might still have a job at USC if he just listened to me. You were telling me at the time, you're like, I'm trying to convince everybody, take a look at this guy. He's going to be pretty good. Yeah, he had that Pro Bowl invite last year, so yeah, he's a pretty good player. Yep, that's right. So, Steve, let's start right here. The the Chargers are in L.A. They're going to take on the Rams. They're, they're, some are trying to sell this as some sort of battle of L.A. I'm not buying it. But what what is the feel in San Diego for the Chargers? Is there anybody down there that's still a Charger fan, that's still invested in their success, even though they left and came up to L.A.? No. <laughs> uh, let's, let's put it this way. The hatred here, – here's the one of the dynamics I, I didn't – really find out until I actually moved to San Diego originally in the 90s when we launched 690. Uh, you know, I'm an L.A. guy, and as far as I'm concerned, I don't know anybody in L.A. that has any animosity towards San Diego. San Diego's not our rival. In fact, most people in L.A. look at San Diego as a great place, great weekend getaway. Who doesn't love San Diego? Right. But when I moved to San Diego, I'm like, wow, they really hate L.A. I mean, San Diego hates L.A., little brother, big brother, whatever the dynamic is. So through this entire process of the Chargers, you know, possibly moving, and we understood this wasn't just on Dean Spanos. I got plenty of negative things to say about Dean, but this dynamic of why the Chargers are sitting in L.A. right now has as much to do with the city of San Diego as it does the Chargers the city officials just can't get their act together. They can't get a stadium built. And let's face it, all these other cities, look at Vegas. Who would have thought Vegas would be sitting there with an NHL franchise, an NFL franchise? Three years ago, no one dreamt it, but they built new arena, new stadium. That's how you get these franchises. San Diego can't get their act together. But if the Chargers had moved to London, if the Chargers had moved to Vegas, that they had moved to San Antonio, it would not be the same is them moving to L.A. And because they are the L.A. Chargers is why there's so much hatred for the Chargers coming out of San Diego. The TV ratings are down. Look, I'm on a station that was the flagship station of the Chargers. As we said this year, last year, a little bit of curiosity. This year, we just threw the Chargers on with on the, on the scrap heap. They're, they're no different now in San Diego than any of the other 31 franchises. So, their impact on San Diego is diminishing almost daily. Uh, and I can tell you, the majority of people in San Diego are rooting for the Rams to blow the door off the Chargers this uh, Sunday. Well, they might just get their wish. <laughs> Steve, <laughs> Steve Hartman. The way that Ram defense is playing right now, I don't know if anybody can touch them. Steve Hartman from KTLA-TV Chargers Preview joining us here on Keyshawn, LZ, and Travis. Steve, why couldn't they ever get the deal done in San Diego? Why not just get it done? You know, you know. Here, here was the deal: when the Super Bowl, when the Raiders, key, when you won your uh, Super Bowl championship, when the Buccaneers blew out the uh, Raiders in the Super Bowl, that was in San Diego. 
It was the third Super Bowl in San Diego, the second in six years. Everyone loves coming to San Diego. They would have died to have San Diego's regular in the rotation for Super Bowls, but they told them, look, this broken-down stadium, and you have got to get a new stadium in here or we're not going to bring back the Super Bowl. So at the time, it seemed like, all right, let's get it done. They'd already got uh, the groundbreaking for Petco, the new ballpark for the Padres. Let's just get it. Let's get a new stadium done. And there's just one roadblock after another. If you look back, if they could have either refurbished, leveled it, rebuilt a stadium 10, 15 years ago, it would have come at a fraction of the cost that it would be right now, and San Diego would be set. City officials, it's just a backwards place. I mean, I sit in San Diego. It's the eighth largest, most populated city in America, and it's like a sleepy little lagoon. And it's getting worse. It's worse now than when I first came to San Diego 25 years ago. So San Diego can't get out of their way. And because of that, the Chargers are sitting in a city that nobody cares about them, in a soccer stadium that they can't fill. I mean, it's a, it's a complete embarrassment to the NFL right now. And I know they're, they're just shaking in their boots because they can't sell PSLs for that new stadium at Inglewood. I mean, it is going to be empty for those Chargers games, no matter what they do on the field. Well, it's unfortunate for the Chargers, but the Rams, however, are a different sort of story. We actually do care about them. And right now they have the biggest differential in scoring than anyone else in the NFL. What's more impressive to you, the offense or the defense? Wow. You know, guys, I had a chance to sit down with Sean McVay before his first season of the Rams. He was uh, at some rotary luncheon, you know, to sort of kick it off. And I had not met him before, obviously. And I sat down with him. I, I was the uh, the media relations guy for the L.A. Raiders back in the mid-'80s when I found out he was born when I worked for the Raiders. Sort of shook me to the core. Uh, <laughs> the second, though, I sat down with this Sean McVay, because I asked him, because you remember how bad Jared Goff was a rookie. You're like, oh, my God, this is going to be historic how bad this number one pick was. Two ones, two twos, two threes. The guy's garbage. When I sat down with Sean McVay and I asked him, what did you see? You must have seen something in golf where you wouldn't have taken this job. And he said, look, a lot of damage was done. I mean, he was just flat out. We, we got to rebuild this guy from the ground up. And he immediately impressed me. And I'm looking at him right now, and I'm like, wow, this is the best coach in the NFL. Bar none. And so that's where it starts. We talk about Bill Belichick and his dominance. I'm telling you, Sean McVay is the new Belichick. Belichick has gone by the wayside. He brings in Wade Phillips, the only defensive coordinator that can handle all these alpha males, as Aqib Tlaib talked about. You get all these alphas out there, you know, it could be a disaster. It would be great. And we're talking six straight quarters of goose eggs right now. And I'll tell you what's going to be interesting for the Chargers this week. Look, Phillip Rivers is a great quarterback. But they haven't faced any defense yet. They tell you Kansas City has no defense. Buffalo has no defense. They haven't faced a pass rush yet. They haven't faced a defense that just stones the running game. This could get ugly, especially when you consider Rivers is staring at Tlaib and Marcus Peters, two guys that ate him up in the AFC West, two guys that are just chomping at the bit of seeing a Phillip Rivers under duress throw the ball a little bit late. Uh, and they're heading to the uh, house with a pick six. So this could get ugly. And what will be interesting also is Dean Spanos has insisted that he and Stan Kroenke are equal partners. Equal partners? Man, you are a renter, Dean. You better hand <laughs> over that rent check. And by the way, if the Rams do get a chance to go for the jugular and step on the neck of the Chargers, they will take full advantage. So there is the potential. 
of an absolute blowout in this battle for L.A. My concern is how many people are going to show up at the Coliseum? Because I tell you this, Chargers don't have any fans in L.A. It could be a lot of empty seats of the Coliseum unless the Ram fans fill up that entire stadium. If Coach Lynn in the, in the uh, L.A. Chargers go into the L.A. Coliseum and take care of business and beat the Rams, how would this affect the way that individuals in San Diego as well as L.A. view the Rams? That's a I mean, view, view, view I, the Chargers. As, it's, a, it's a great question. My, my gut feeling is, and I'm on both sides of this, you know, I'm sitting there doing TV in L.A. Everyone says, Hartman, you're so full of crap. You're sitting there trying to build up the Chargers in L.A. and you tear them down when you're in San Diego. I said, yeah, that's exactly what I'm doing. I'm playing to my audience. As far as San Diego is concerned, it's not going to change anything. Those that are still Charger fans obviously will remain. Those that are anti-Chargers are not going to jump on any bandwagon. The bigger question to me is how will L.A. react? I don't know if they're going to react at all. I mean, let's face it, guys. They wanted the Raiders in L.A. They don't want the frickin' Chargers. They wanted the Raiders in L.A. The Raiders still dominate. Even the Rams still have to compete against the Raider uh, mystique in the city of Los Angeles. So, um, honestly, from an L.A. perspective, I don't think a Charger upset, and it's possible, it would be what we call a chargery thing to do, to suddenly <laughs> rise up and have some supreme effort. But honestly, I don't think it will register at all in L.A. Steve Hardman, KTLA, joining us right now, talking about the Chargers and the Rams. And you mentioned it, Steve, a minute ago that you have a history with the Raiders, you worked for the Raiders. What do you make of the 2.0 version of John Gruden so far? You know, when I watched that Monday night opening game, and we talked about Sean McVay's on one side and Gruden's on the other, I'm looking at McVay and I go, that, that used to be Gruden 20 years ago. Uh, look, John Gruden took a payday. I don't blame him. $100 million to coach an NFL team. $100 million. I was just in Vegas. Raj and I were out in Vegas, you guys, and uh, there's a big billboard. It's got Gruden's face on it. Doesn't have Derek Carr's face on it. Doesn't have uh, Beast Mode. Doesn't have any of, of the Raider players. It's all about John Gruden. So he was a marketing tool. Uh, I just get a sense that this game has passed him by. Uh, I know he was your all-time favorite coach, Keyshawn. I think you made that infinitely clear <laughs> in your Tampa days. Um, Gruden was once a really bright offensive mind. That's why Al Davis hired him back in 1998. Um, I don't see that anymore. I don't see any pizzazz. I think this is a Raider team's got major problems. You just gave up one of the best five defensive players in the league. You're not going to get that with either one of those number one picks you picked up from the Bears because the Bears are going to be a eight and eighteen. That's going to be a fifteenth pick. You're not going to get Khalil Mack for that. So uh, he's trying to assert his authority, like, "Hey, I'm John Gruden." Well, that's good for you. Um, but the fact is, you inherited Tony Dungy's team. Uh, you were handed the playbook for that Super Bowl, which is why your defense, that phenomenal defense, ate up Rich Gannon that day. And uh, how did that Chris Sims experiment work for you in Tampa? You didn't really develop him into the star quarterback you predicted. So I'm not a big Gruden guy. Uh, I think Rich Gannon had as much to make John Gruden as John Gruden had to make Rich Gannon back in his Oakland days. So I think he is a, a TV creation. Uh, I think a lot of people think he's smarter than he is. I think he thinks he's smarter than he is. Uh, and I don't think it's going to translate into a lot of wins for the Raiders. Well, how do you really feel about them? <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I just, uh, I just, I don't. And I'm watching a, a genius like Sean McVay just run circles around him. Uh, honestly, it was pretty good. 
Well, from El Cajon to San Diego through La Jolla, <laughs> up through Southern California, down to the Tijuana border. Canadian Rockies. The Canadian Rockies. Give me a caller calling in. Who wants to talk hockey, USC football, San Diego State Aztecs, San Diego Chargers? Where's that guy at? He's still floating around, guys. In fact, I was at the Padre. I was at Peco last night. I was looking around for him. He's still floating around out there. Touchdown, San Diego. Hacksaw, huh? Mighty 690. time for the Chargers back in the day. It was a long time ago. Uh, that's Steve Hardman. He's been covering Woo-hoo! L.A. sports, San Diego sports for a long time. Of course, KTLA as well, getting ready for the Chargers and the Rams on Sunday. Steve, thanks for coming on. Appreciate it. All right, hard dog. Sure. Later. You got it. All right. Well, I don't think he liked Gruden very much there. Uh, the the list so of either. people that do is fairly short.